Wuhan in central China's Hebei province is on lockdown. Since January 23rd, the home to over 11 million people has been quarantined due to the outbreak of the contagious and potentially fatal coronavirus. The disease, which is believed to have originated in Wuhan, has spread worldwide and killed at least 132 people. As the government scrambles to end the corona outbreak, those in Wuhan and 15 other Chinese cities under quarantine are asking, are we safe? And is there hope this crisis will end anytime soon? Hello, I'm Arnand Naidu. Welcome to The Heat Podcast. Joining us now via Skype to talk about life inside a quarantine zone is Zhao Yunfei in Wuhan. He's a CGTN correspondent who's been covering the city since the outbreak began. Yunfei, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Anna. Tell us about your situation there. What are conditions like inside Wuhan? Well, we are now in hotel, but we are about to head out. There are several CGTN reporters. People have different assignments. Some people are going to the community. Some people are going to the hospital to check out the resources over here. Some people are going to the countryside. Uh, so we both we all have different assignments for the day uh, to report some uh, touching stories to the international audience, as well as uh, facts, because that's the most important thing that the audience wants to know. What are conditions like on the streets of the city? Are there lots of people around? Not many people on the streets. When we walk out of the streets, there are just few people on the streets. The whole point of uh, mass transportation suspension is to not making people go out to prevent people-to-people uh, -people infection. The suspension include ferry, uh, buses, inner city, shuttles, uh, railway station, airports. So uh, it basically blocked uh, people's uh, transportation to further distances. So you don't see many people on the streets. What about uh, things like shopping? Are people able to get around? Are supermarkets open? Uh, are they stocked with fruits and vegetables, food? In fact, supermarkets and convenience stores are the only two kinds of stores that are open. Cafes and restaurants, they're all closed. Uh, the point is quite clear uh, to make people still have sufficient supply. When we visit the supermarket, uh, there are quite a lot of people, uh, but the food is sufficient. The prices are okay, meaning that we have enough uh resources. Uh, the instant noodle shelves are kind of empty, but uh, if you go to the vegetable areas, people are selecting their goods. They are not rushing for those fruits and vegetables, meaning that they're still an option. So there's no sense of panic or anything like that in the city? Mm -mm, no panic. So uh, people are all wearing masks, so you don't see people's faces, but uh, from their actions in the supermarkets, there's not much panic. And what kind of precautions are people taking to uh... Well, I guess, save themselves and prevent uh, themselves from getting the uh, virus. It's been quite effective. Uh, everybody's wearing masks. If you're not wearing masks, you'll be a strange person. So uh, people, for the sake of themselves and for the sake of others, uh, everybody are wearing masks. And these are the things, wash hands more thoroughly and reduce the frequency of going out and communicate with others. You know, this is the Lunar New Year season. So Chinese tradition have it. People go to visit each other's family and greet each other. It's no longer like that for this new year. Now, you say the public transport system has been suspended, so nobody is coming into the city, nor can anybody get out. No, but uh, there are several people could get into the city uh, if they get a special permission, like our, uh, our my colleagues, uh, they are reporters, though they have to get in. Uh, and also uh, food supplies, well, trucks and medical staff, as well as uh, cargo ships. There are few cargo ships going in for the sake of protecting people's normal lives. 
But other than that, uh, there's a restriction of going in. But this is the other Lunar New Year festival. So uh, last night, the Hubei official says that they kind of encouraged those who work for some jobs that protect the normal life of Wuhan to travel back. So you will see some people travel back. But for getting out, there's no way. You mentioned some of our colleagues uh, going to hospitals uh, to report on conditions there. What is going on in hospitals? Are there many people in uh, in hospital? Some hospital has a lot of people, and many hospitals recognize that they are lack of resources, but that situation is getting a little better and better due to the shipping system is getting back. You know, a couple of days ago, it was a Lunar New Year, so the shipping system was uh, comparatively uh, slow, but uh, now they're getting better. Also, there are more people uh, at the at the hospital. Uh, the hospitals are taking some effective measures if they see the uh, patients have fever symptoms, they will be transferred to special ward and to uh, look up there at the special area, special zone. Now, you came into the city. Uh, this is a quarantine city. What was your experience of coming in? Did you take any precautions uh, before you came to the city? When I came into the city about more than one week ago, the city was not shut down. So when I came in, I can still fr- freely to came in. We drove in. We didn't took too much precaution. We didn't wear uh, masks because many other people on the street didn't wear masks. So back then, people didn't notice the severe condition of the epidemic. So back then, uh, there's not much panic. What did your family think about the fact that you were going to Wuhan? Well, I've been to many dangerous uh, situations. Uh, last year, I was in Hong Kong for like 60 days. So they've got used to that. And this time when I was in Wuhan, they wanted me to uh, take care, good care of myself, take enough rest, don't eat dirty things and a lot of things like, like that. Uh, they're kind of get used to that. I, I try to calm my family member saying that, you know, this is an epidemic that goes out entire country. So you're not safer than my place. <laughs> right. And you also mentioned earlier on that it's very important to make sure that the facts get out because uh, there are a lot of rumors circulating around, especially in this day and age with social media. Rumors get around very quickly. Uh, I mean, there's one rumor that people are trapped in the quarantine area. Um, is it difficult determining what's true and what's not? How difficult is, is it reporting this big story? Well, I don't know how we can definite uh, define a uh, track, but the first day when the mass transportation was transit was suspended, uh, we visited the Hankou railway station in Wuhan, and that's a very pivotal transfer hub uh, in the railway network. A lot of people they just transfer over here. They came to Wuhan, but there's a no way to travel to another city. Uh, many people, it's it's the day before the Lunar New Year Eve, so they have to figure out a way to travel back, or otherwise they can't leave the city anymore. So there is a certain degree of suspension of traveling. But uh, there's definitely always online posts uh, make the atmosphere more severe. So uh, if you come to the uh, the streets of the Wuhan, you can, you can see there's it's, it's still quite under normal condition. And how are hospitals coping with this crisis? Uh, you know, as you say, there are a lot of people going to hospitals. I mean, do they have enough, have enough medicines, have enough staff? Are there doctors coming in? Well, as I mentioned, some hospitals do recognize they don't have enough uh, medical staff. I mean, not medicine, but they don't have enough protection gear as well as medical staff. But due to the fact that uh, different parts of the country, as well as other other countries sending medical staff to China, the situation is getting better and better. And they're also constructing two new 
uh, hospitals with two amazing names, Hoshenshan and Leishenshan, and those two hospitals are uh, designed, designated just to cure uh, people with new type pneumonia. So by then, I think the situation will get much, much better. Hubei official has provided 100,000 beds to cure patients, so there will be a sufficient amount of resources. You know, the mayor of Wuhan uh, took full responsibility for what he said were mistakes that were made early in the outbreak. He even offered to step down. Uh, what was he talking about? What were those mistakes? Well, he, his original wording is that if I can calm the anger and extras of Wuhan citizens by having me step down, I'm okay with doing this. This is what he originally say. I think at the original stage of the epidemic, one very important piece of information is that they didn't find the clear evidence of human-to-human transmission. And that makes people didn't uh, take enough um, precautions. So that makes people uh, blame uh, the local official. But back then, they don't have too much technique to figure out where is the source and how the ways of transmission of the coronavirus. So now as the epidemic getting severe, people are getting more gear and this has come to a national level. Uh, situation has changed. So you have all these precautions that have been taken right now, all these restrictions that have been put in place. I mean, one of the biggest ones, of course, is the fact that public transport has been suspended. Are officials giving you any kind of indication on when that might change? I mean, what are they looking for? Is there a point that they will get to where they will say, look, uh, you know, the major part of the danger is now over. We can reopen our transport systems. People can go about their jobs, can go about their work. what, what is the benchmark that uh, that they're looking for? We've been talking to so many experts and different people hold different views. Some people are quite optimistic, saying that if we have this kind of unprecedented shutdown of the city and kind of isolation measurements, it will get better soon. Some people are quite pessimistic in saying that it's getting worse. Uh, everybody has to be really careful. Well, last night, Zhong Nanshan, a very well-respected expert, and he is also the head of the expert to combat the coronavirus, he says that 10 to 14 days is a key point, and after 10 to 14 days, uh, you will see a turning point, meaning that by then, there won't be too many uh, new infected cases getting reported. So uh, by then, it will be getting better. A lot of people have fully trust in him because 17 years ago, he successfully let the team come back to SARS, severe acute respiratory syndrome. So the intention right now on the part of medical authorities is to stop the uh, passing of the coronavirus to other people and deal with those people who already have the virus. That's all they can do because they still don't know the origin of the coronavirus. They don't know how it's being transmit. Uh, all they can do is to cure it like uh, other kind of infection disease, which is try to not make people communicate, isolate each single individual for those who have already get infected, uh, get into some uh, isolation uh, medical uh, observation, as well as observe those who have close contact with him or her. The Chinese Premier Li Keqiang, he visited Wuhan on Tuesday to meet with healthcare workers, among others, uh, and uh, people working to contain the virus. Uh, what did he have to say? Well, he'd been to many uh, key front lines. He'd been to the hospitals. He told the hospital staff to take good care of themselves and be comp- ambitious to uh, fight against the coronavirus. He also been to the construction side of the new hospital, Huoshenshan, and he told the construction workers to both Make sure the speed and make sure the quality. And what about yourself, uh, Yunfei? Um, I mean, you 
you go about your job, when you get out on the streets and you come back to your hotel, um, is there anything you do to make sure that you have not contracted the virus in any way? Wash hands uh, when I come back and uh, try to clean our uh, camera gear as soon as possible. Um, uh, these are very major two steps we'll do when we come back to the hotel. And that can also apply to every single citizens in the city, you know, like uh, wash your hands as well as clean up your stuff. And how long will you be in the city? I've been in Wuhan for about two weeks. Uh, back then, from people have no understanding of what's going on over there and without taking many, any uh, protection measures to now, the entire city is uh, basically suspend their whole operation. So we don't know how long we will stay here. <laughs> and, you know, you were telling us earlier, Ron, about these new uh, healthcare facilities that uh, the authorities have built two new hospitals. You gave us their names, actually, and you said they were interesting names. What do they mean? Oh, <laughs> I have to I have to check. It's, it's from the Asian culture. The two names basically means to cure the disease of pneumonia as well as uh, punish those who are not uh, taking actions to to do that. You know, what's remarkable about uh, is that these facilities, these hospitals, and we're talking about pretty large facilities here uh, that will be able to accommodate thousands, tens of thousands of people, have been built in a very short space of time. Yes, it's it's a very unprecedented work. It's, a, it's kind of a miracle. Uh, I spoke with construction workers on site, and many people are uh, sacrificing their own time, especially given the fact that this is the Lunar New Year. Some people already got it home, and they got, trans or they got travel back to support. And when I got on the site, I can see hundreds of machines working at the same time. It's a it's a very astonishing scene. So it's 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 a very amazing scene. All they do is to make sure the entire process go as fast as it can to go ahead of the agenda so that it can put it into use as soon as possible. You mentioned the Lunar New Year. Of course, this is the biggest migration in any country, anywhere in the world, you know, hundreds of millions of people moving across China. Uh, what kind of impact has this virus, the coronavirus, the outbreak of the virus had on people's movements? It, it has great impact on the first half of the migration because from January the 10th is the first day of the Spring Festival travel rush. People will start to leave uh, travel and to go home. Uh, so by that time, I mean, a lot of people were left Wuhan to go to some rural areas in Hubei. Due to the medical condition in uh, the countryside in Hubei, it might bring uh, bigger effects to those other areas. So experts also say that you don't only pay attention to Wuhan, you also have to pay attention to the other parts of Hubei province. But also, Zhongnan Shan, as I mentioned, the expert, as I mentioned, uh, said last night that the reverse travel rush uh, won't be given that effect because 10 to 14 days is an observation uh, day. So uh, if nothing happened within 10 to 14 days, people are okay when they travel back. Uh, it won't bring too much effects. You know, you're a journalist there. You're working with other reporters. You guys are doing amazing work over there. There must be uh, a huge demand for information from Wuhan and what is going on right now. Is this story dominating the news in China right now? Definitely. It's basically runs on 24 hour uh, news, uh, TV uh, broadcast and social media. It's it's everywhere uh, on the Internet. Uh, anything that we published will get um, response from an audience from 
uh, posts online. So people are closely watching the epicenter of the epidemic. And one of the interesting observation is that you also said that there there are some kind of rumors online. So people tend to uh, tend to believe traditional media like TV and radio rather than internet. And you know, this is now a worldwide story as well. I mean, it's making news around the world. Uh, are there any foreign correspondents there, or is it just Chinese correspondents who are working in Wuhan at the moment? When I was doing a live streaming at the Hankou railway station in the first day when the uh, mass transit was shutting down, uh, I, I met an FT uh, reporter. And other than that, I don't see, uh, I don't know there are whether there are other reporters uh, around the city, but uh, many foreign media uh, book a live stream as well as uh, live shots with us. So I assume that we don't get many co- foreign correspondents here in Wuhan. Right, FT, that's the Financial Times. Uh, you know, Yunfei, you sound really uh, calm, collected, um, going about your work there, uh, no sense of panic at all. Do you feel safe? Yes, I feel quite safe because I understand that. Because I also spoke with the residents. They say that they know that the government is taking a little bit extreme but totally understandable measurements to shut down the city. And uh, they've been told to wear masks. They do so. They still trust the government. They still trust the transparency of the information. People always compare with uh, 17 years ago when the SARS outbreak. And people understand that the measurements were taken much, much, much earlier than that 17 years ago. And the disease is not that harmful than SARS 17 years ago. So people are relatively calm when they have the experience. You mentioned the SARS outbreak 17 years ago. I guess there must be lots of lessons learned from there that are now being used uh, in dealing with this outbreak. Well, there are lots of lessons being learned, but one lesson that didn't learn is the virus is from, it's suspected come from the wild animals, illegal selling of wild animals. You know, there's a one online saying that the only lesson we learn from history is people never learn from history. <laughs> but definitely, the uh, medical equipment and medical uh, measurements has been far more advanced, according to Zhongnan Shan. So people have more confidence to cure the disease. Do we know this for a fact that the disease may have originated from wild animals? Or is this a rumor that's going around the city? It's not a rumor. It's experts say there's a, there's a suspected it's come from wild animals. They, they, they doubt. So, so that's one of the things they are looking at, that it could come from wild animals. Uh, maybe from bats, but uh, uh, they're still looking for that. Zhao Yunfei, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Stay safe and thanks for the work you're doing there. Thank you for having me. Zhao Yunfei is a CGTN correspondent currently reporting from Wuhan in China's Hubei province. The Heat is produced by CGTN America. Our executive producer is Atirith H. and the senior producer is John Gilmore. Joshua Barlow produced today's podcast with help from Fanny Xu and our director of digital development is Michael Shigori. Once again, I'm Arnand Naidu. Thanks for listening. Do you have a comment or question about today's podcast? Send us an email. You can find us at heatpodcast at cgtnamerica.com. And please, if you like the heat, help spread the word by subscribing, rating, or leaving a comment with your favorite podcast provider.